After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Today's guest is Chris Harris, partner in InTech Management, a property management company, Shredux, a security document destruction company, and Island Shell, an environmental manufacturing company. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, serial entrepreneur, Chris Harris. Welcome to our show, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Chris, serial entrepreneur, I'm going to let you tell us what you do on a daily basis. Well, that, that's a coined term I haven't, I haven't uh, used before. But I guess for, for myself, it's just uh, being out there and looking for opportunities. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be working with uh, two additional partners that helps us uh, both use um, you know, what each partner brings to the table as you know, experience and, uh, and knowledge. Um, the three businesses that we got involved with basically played off one another. Um, we got into uh, Island Shell business, actually one of my oldest partners did, uh, wanting to uh, produce a recycled product on the island here instead of shipping all the recyclables off island. And he needed to have a secure flow of recycled uh, product to utilize to do that, and that's how he got into the shredding industry. Um, that's, how he got in, that's how he got into, shred or into the shredding industry called uh, confidential records destruction. We got into Intech Management because uh, a few years ago we realized that with these two businesses we needed a bigger place. And instead of uh, leasing a building, we figured it would be better off to own something and to occupy it our ourselves and, and to manage it ourselves. So each one is as tied into one another. Wait, so the same two partners that you have are partners in all of the businesses? Yes, correct. So you guys as partners look for business opportunities together? Together and as individuals, if one of us has an idea and the other two agree on it, um, then we'll sit down just like this, round table, and discuss it. Um, that has benefited us tremendously. There's businesses that we've wanted to get into where one of us thought it was uh, going to be a good idea and maybe one or the second one or both of them said, no, this doesn't sound like a very good idea and, and moved us in a, another direction. Um, the newest one is, is the in-tech management getting into this property, and then we'll find out if that was a good decision or not. <laughs> and then how do you guys gauge what your bandwidth or what your capacity is going to be? Like how many of these can you do at the same time? Right. That, that's interesting, and, and that's been something we, we've definitely struggled with in the past year. Um, we were actually had an opportunity to go into uh, the European market and take ShredX over there and partner up with uh, another individual and uh, that left us short one partner and at the same time we were going through construction of this new property and uh, it really affected the partnership in which you know it uh, we we're spread out too thin and uh, we just recently decided to pull back from that market and focus more on what we have going on here because it's, it's a critical time for us for anyone in business you know uh, the future uh, you know, it looks positive, you know, but things, things are slowing down a little bit, you know, so you get really got to pull in your resources, what you have going on, and making sure that, you know, they're going to survive, you know, through the next five years. 
So Island Shell, what type of environmental material are you folks recycling and then reusing to build things? Yeah, what you know that's that's interesting. Like I said, I that was uh, an idea originated from my older partner uh, Bernie Bolts, and he was frustrated with the amount of material that we're shipping off island through the, the Shredex or through the shredding company, and um, he decided that he could uh, purchase additional equipment and manufacture oil change boxes roadside or mulch and house insulation and so that's what we do we use a small percentage of what we destroy at shredex but also we use phone books and newspaper to manufacture these products and you know it, it's uh we've been in the business for about five years and you know there's been their ups and downs you know people are being are becoming more aware of recycled products and their benefits and starting to realize that just because it's made of a recycled product doesn't mean that it's not superior to something like let's say fiberglass insulation you know, um, so, uh, yeah, it's going pretty good. So it's interesting. You turned something that was probably waste material, right? Did you used to have to pay to get rid of the paper? No. Someone pay you? Yeah, no, it's not necessarily a waste material. The problem was that it was being all shipped off, you know, off island. So, you know, you're recycling a, a commodity such as paper, but it was being shipped over to the mainland to the paper mill. So, you know, you're being charged the freight and the fuel that was being used, utilized to ship it from Hawaii to the mainland. The phone books uh, and the newspaper, uh, you know, individual companies, I'm sure those were going straight to the landfill because there's real, no real mechanism for recycling that. So what we would try to do is, hey, you know, is there something that we can manufacture to divert that from going to the landfill and also use a portion of our shredded material to generate this product? Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. This is Chris Harris, partner at ShredX Island Show and Intake Management. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Chris Harris, serial entrepreneur. So, Chris, you went to college and you majored in geography. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm laughing yeah. because I am too. <laughs> you know, where, <laughs> where did this entrepreneurism Play football or what develop? happened? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. I was actually in high school as a fire explorer. Uh, went to uh, Rancho Santiago Fire Academy, and uh, that was uh, that was my path, the direction I wanted to take. And for some unforeseen circumstances, um, uh, that path got changed. And you know, my father's like, "Well, you know, you, you, if you went to college, you'd have something to fall back on." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to go to UCSB." <laughs> okay, so uh, that's how I ended up in UCSB. But you know, my my original. Uh, Business skills got developed when I was young. Living with my father, I've, I've always worked for myself. Um, you know, my first job, uh, 14 and a half, you know, wanted to buy a Toyota truck when I turned 16. You know, the ideal, you know, car if you're living on, along the beach. 
And um, I remember getting a job at a, at a pizza store and, and uh, making the dough. And after two days, I was just, I, I, I hated the job. You know, I came home and I grumbled. And my father, after the third day, he's like, you know, I, I don't want to hear you complain anymore. If you don't like it, move on. Better yet, you know, why don't we uh, develop a, a business plan for you to go out and, and make money on your own? And at the need, uh, at the time, there was a lot of construction going on. And he just said, well, why don't you go out and wash windows? So that's what I did. And I, w I was making good money under the table, had my own hours, had my little <laughs> planner, you know, had to go out and leave flyers on everyone's doors and their cars and market the business. And um, by the time I was 15, I had a scooter, a moped with the uh, poles on the side and the squeegees. And uh, did that till I was 16. And then uh, about that time, uh, things started slowing down the business in, you know, in Orange County. This was back in the, uh, the early 90s, and uh, a lot of businesses were downsizing. And a lot of small businesses were moving into uh, their homes, you know, home offices. So I started uh, offering a moving company to these individuals. You know, so my dad, I didn't, you know, wasn't old enough to rent a vehicle, so my dad would go out and rent a U-Haul truck or a truck, a rider truck, and then he'd meet me around the corner. I'd jump in with my <laughs> friends. You know, we'd go, we'd go move people's offices. And that's, you know, that's where I learned early on uh, the skills to, to sell your services, but also to offer that good customer service, the follow-up, you know. Was Did you the... get a truck? Did you? No, 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 no. We never, you know, it wasn't like, you know, a big company. It was small. No, you bought a truck. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you bet. Absolutely. That was, uh, you know, that was the fruits of my labor. I learned early on, you know, you, you uh, market your business and you do the follow-through and, and the uh, customer service and uh, you end up making some money. So absolutely, I bought a truck and surfboards and trips, and you know it, it was small money, but it, it, the more important thing, it gave me flexibility, and I learned early on how to um, deal with people, you know, interact and sell a service. Um, going into UCSB, uh, the same thing. You know, I, I worked uh, for a valet company, and and me and my partner, me and my friend, <clears throat> decided we could do it better, and uh, we started a valet service in in college. And uh, from there, we realized that a lot of the caterers uh, were hiring security guards for the special events, and our crew was always getting into conflict with security. So one of the special events coordinators said, why don't you start your own security business? You could do the valet, the traffic coordination, and the security. And we hired a manager uh, because you have to have like four years of experience in the security industry before you can start a security company. And uh, we did that. And... Um, you know, did that for about four years. What did pay your... for your college? Um, yeah, it helps pay. Money. It ha no, no, at that time, you know, I was, I was pretty grounded. You know, I realized, you, you know, you got to put money away. And uh, one thing I've learned is, is that in business, it's, it's a domino effect. You know, one business opportunity can lead off to another. And that's why no matter what you do, uh, you do it to your best of your ability because you never know who you're going to meet. You know, you can't just wake up one day and say, you know, I'm going to go into business or I'm going to be successful at what I do. It's, it's past history of how you treated people and how you've uh, fulfilled your requirements through, you know, your business interactions. We got in the shredding industry because one of our high-end valet security clients thought that someone was going through his trash. And it was a big telecommunications company at the time, and um, he hired us to put our security guards on five different buildings that he, op that he occupied, and he wanted to check to see if they were going through their trash because they were strip-cutting in mass quantities, putting in garbage bags and just dumping in his trash. And um, we thought he was crazy. This was in 96. And sure enough, one night, middle of the night, we caught these guys going through their trash, dressed in all black. Uh, got a search warrant that night, went to their hotel room, 
uh, you know, these guys were surfing during the day and dumpster diving at that nighttime. And, um, you know, through other circumstances, uh, we were able to get in the shredding industry from that. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. This is Chris Harris, partner at ShredX Island Show and Intech Management. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with serial entrepreneur Chris Harris. What was it that your father did that made him tell you, let's create a business plan at such a young age, 14? Yeah, you know, my father never owned a business. Hard worker. You know, both my, my grandfather and my father have, you know, instilled, uh, I think, a high level of, of morals and, and hard work ethics. You know, my dad, I think my dad was concerned, and he, he still jokes about it today, he was concerned I was going to be a surf bum, you know. <laughs> I mean, he was just like, how you got into business and then, you know, thrived and excelled in that area is like, is, is somewhat beyond me. But he he understands, he he laid the foundation. I, I think one of, the, one of the things he did is he, you know, when I wanted to purchase an item, he didn't just go out and buy it. He, he set up a budget. And he's like, okay, well, you get paid this much for doing your chores a week and, you know, made a spreadsheet and said, you know, if you save this much over this amount of time, by this date, you should be able to buy that item, you know. And I think for him, it was really important to have me be more active and uh, more personable with people because I think he felt that he might have lacked that. And maybe, you know, uh, he was an engineer. So, you know, it's just a different coming from a different background. You know, so he, he thought that was important, and, and he really pushed me. When I came up with an idea, he was always there supporting it, you know, in, in whatever endeavor I did. So how how'd you end up here in Hawaii? Well, Hawaii, we started uh, Shreddix in California in 97, and then a year later, my partner came out and did some market research here in Hawaii. And, uh, slash vacation? Slash vacation, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> And, of course, he tells me it was all market work. Market research. Right, market research, yeah. And found that there was no shredding company here. You know, you got to realize back in 97, 98, it, was, it still is, but back then it was a really new industry. There, there was maybe about 20 companies across the whole United States that were operating shredding equipment. And uh, there was no one in the phone books. Uh, he couldn't find anyone, you know, going through the local associations. So he came back and said, you know, we, we need to get out in that market. So we bought a truck and uh, set up shop here in, uh, in 98. And uh, that's about the same time that another competitor came into the market. And, and what was interesting is there was a gentleman here who had started a shredding company in 1989. He was literally one of the first five uh, businesses in the shredding industry. But he didn't do any marketing. It was all word by mouth through the banks. 
and uh, that's one of our partners currently, Bernie Boltz, and his company was called Confidential Records Destruction. So uh, one day at a Chamber of Hawaii trade show, you know, we have our booth, and he comes walking in. Of course, he was surprised, and we were surprised as well. <laughs> so we uh, competed with each other for clients for a few years, and then in 2001, a few of our customers uh, approached us and said, you know, you guys should think about working with each other. You know, there's, there's you two and there's another company on the island, but you guys, we feel it would be a good match. You know, Confidential Records Destruction offered the plant-based shredding. Um, ShredX offered the, uh, the mobile-based shredding. And um, we met at a trade show down in San Diego and had a couple beers and a handshake. And the next day, we, we merged the companies. No lawyers, no accountants, just, uh, just on honor and our word. You know, we moved forward. And uh, this is the smartest business decision I think all of us ever made. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Neptune nights, we're feeling fine. We're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptune nights, the sunshine in your mouth. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. This is Chris Harris, partner at ShredX Island Show and Intake Management. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with serial entrepreneur Chris Harris. So you're doing a lot of community service stuff now. What are some of the things that you're involved with? Personally, um, I've always uh, had a strong connection to the ocean, and I, I really like the Surfrider Foundation. Um, when I was in college, I did the uh, uh, I worked on with the Blue Water Task Force and did the water testing every day. Um, not as active as I'd like to be in the Surfrider Foundation. Um, but when they have the beach cleanup days, I definitely participate in that. Um, but on a personal note, you know, anytime you go to the beach as an individual, you can make a big difference just by picking trash up. You know, I mean, just breaking it down to, to the real basic stuff. Um, me and my wife did the uh, diabetes uh, bikeathon, and we also do business-wise. We do the shred days, uh, community shred days. You know, one thing we've realized in this industry is that it's the individuals that are being affected the most by identity theft. You know. Uh, Big corporations, they have the payroll to hire a, a director of security or a records manager to make sure those records are being protected. Individuals just don't realize um, how much information is being sent to them via the mail that needs to be protected. Um, one of the reasons we moved uh, to this new location is to offer a place in our warehouse where people, individuals, can bring stuff to us and witness the destruction. 
So that's something that we feel strong about, and we don't just do it on Oahu, but we also do it on the Outer Islands as well off of the free shred days. So how does that thing work? Um, with the shred days? Yeah. What we do is we try to port partnership up with an organization um, to help us promote it. Um, recently, uh, we've done a shred day on Maui for AARP. The way that works is you're able to bring up the four boxes for free, and we shred the stuff and give you a, a certificate of destruction. And it's for individuals only. It's not for businesses. It's for the individuals, especially the elderly, because they're affected the most as well. And then uh, more recently, I'm uh, vice chair with uh, uh, the Boy Scouts of America for their upcoming um, event to raise money. Yeah. Do you ever have people coming in like, oh, here's my four boxes, and then like 20 minutes later, I got four more? Yeah, yeah. We had a truckload pull up one time. That was pretty funny. You know, they had about 50 boxes in the back of their pickup truck. So you had them choose they, four. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I, I left it to, uh, at the time, who was sponsoring the event, uh, I let them deal with it. I'm like, if you want to shred them all, we'll shred them all. But it's for individuals. So. <laughs> yeah. And then what about the um, business that's doing the recycled matter? Are you guys spending a lot of time on that and looking at that being a core piece of what you guys are up to or um, a side thing? No, we, we would like it to, to be. Um, we're looking at investing in... Um, better equipment that can increase the manufacturing capability of the company. We're trying to fill out the market right now to see, you know, which one of, of those um, products is going to, uh, you know, experience the most growth. You know, we do the oil boxes. We sell those to C.W. Carter and Pennzoil. The mulch um, is tied into the housing market, you know, into construction. Um, it looks like, you know, there's steady growth in construction for the next couple years, but nothing like we've seen in the previous five. But we'd like to continue to manufacture that project just to make it available, you know, uh, because it is a good product and is recyclable. What about that surf contest you, you were doing before? Weren't you doing some kind of a fundraising surf contest either here or in California? Oh, no, that's, um, that's a friendship paddle, and um, it's a great organization. Uh, I've been doing it for the past, uh, this will be the fourth year, and what it is, is, is it's a nonprofit, and what they do is they, they choose a, an individual who has a family, who's married and has kids, who is, uh, who's dying, you know, has a terminal illness. And what we do is uh, we do a paddle race. Um, it's 25 minimum, up to 35 miles on the California coast. Last year, uh, we paddled around Santa Cruz Island, and this year I think it's going from Santa Cruz Island uh, to uh, Santa Barbara Harbor. And uh, as individual paddlers, uh, you're responsible for, for generating um, donations, you know, to, to support your paddle. And that money, they can use it for any means that they feel necessary. Um, they can use it for medical expenses. Um, they can go on a family vacation. Um, they can, you know, buy a car. Whatever they want to do with it, it's up to them. But it's a, it's a great opportunity for uh, the families to spend, uh, you know, their last um, year, a few months together as a family. And it's a great organization. I, I, my brother-in-law, uh, you know, uh, was one of the originators of putting it together. And we've had some great sponsors, Quicksilver, Patagonia. And it's a good time to, to be with uh, other family members and um, to hang out and, and to ground yourself, to realize what really is important. You know, you, you know like they say, you know, you, you can't take all your toys with you to the grave, but you can take happiness and, and memories. And it makes you realize that, you know, health is, is the most important thing. <laughs> and then what's the most meaningful or um, touching experience you've had as a result of that organization? 
Oh, wow. I would say, um, I would actually say that would be last year. The individual that we're paddling for, um, the, her son participated in the paddle on different legs. Um, you know, he paddled a half mile here and there. And um, just to see that he was optimistic, you know, uh, obviously um, somewhat distraught about, you know, what was going on, but very optimistic young kid. And um, she was uh, bedridden. Uh, she was bedridden from four days before the, the paddleboard race. And uh, on the day that we arrived to the beach, you know, the finish line, um, they had brought her out on a wheelchair on the beach. And it is something that they didn't want to do, but she insisted on it. So, you know, we're coming, you know, finishing up the race, and, and you know, they have an ambulance pull up, and they're carrying her on this wheelchair, you know, down to the beach. And, um, you know, I mean, that, that's like, you know, that hits you pretty hard, you know, makes you realize how fortunate you are. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.